Hey. Oh, there you are. Okay. Hey, all right. Let me uh, pop this up a little bit. There we go. All right. All right. For those listening or, or for those <laughs> listening later on the regular podcast, we're going live tonight, doing things a little bit different. Um, it's it's me solo tonight on the the host train. JB decided to be lame and work tomorrow, so uh, so I got Wes to join me tonight. Wes, what's going on, buddy? Not a whole lot. Just uh, you know, trying to figure out how to go live in, in the tavern. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're that's doing right. it. Though. We're doing it. That's that's what my. Right. <laughs> Even if this does, no one watches. At least we can still download the audio. Somebody will. Uh, yeah. Your mom's in the tavern, right? She'll watch. She'll give you a little <laughs> like. Nice. Nice. No, mine's not, but I think I think JV's might be. Uh, so I think we're I think we're good there. <laughs> <laughs> JB not on had had to had to throw it out. Oh man. What do you think of this game tonight, man? This this uh cotton ball game. Good grief. I hadn't watched hardly any of it, but no. I'd actually forgotten it was on until uh you said something I was thinking, wow, yeah, it I I've been thrown off this whole week. I keep thinking it's tomorrow already. Um uh, so I wasn't even prepared for it, but uh, I'm honestly not surprised. Uh, from what I understand, there were several uh, Florida guys who declared a little bit early. Oh, look at that! Um, so was it Mullen after the uh, SEC championship said this is the last time that this group of guys would play together? Uh, I think uh, guys like Pitts, uh, which is a huge part uh, of their their team, is off and. Also, you've got an Oklahoma team that, um, you know, won the Big 12 and they they wanted that fourth spot that went to Notre Dame. Um, So I think this is kind of one of those things for them. They're trying to do what they can to look better for next year. So I'm I'm not surprised, but um, at the same time, it's Florida, so I'm a little bit surprised. Well, you know, Pitt, Pitts is a huge part of their offense, and uh, you know, I I don't know, I don't know how how up far he got for this game. I mean, you know, they kind of felt like they they had a strong season and then dropped off right at the end to drop that one to LSU, and then came in and earshot of beating Alabama yeah. and blew the you know lost that at the end. Um, and what a roller coaster of a uh, of emotions on that one. I mean, you get down big and then make a huge comeback and get beat right at the end. Like as a Georgia fan, being a little bit different, being up against Alabama up teen times and then <laughs> losing the game. No nothing yeah. worse than the national championship game when, you know, we so pretty. uh when we blow it in overtime. I can still remember. I was. I remember where I was. I was at a local bar here. Uh, there's one. There's a. There's one in Auburn as well. But it's just. I think they're yeah. just here in Auburn. Um, but I watched the final play from the like. I walked out of. Started walking towards the door of the bar, and because uh, one guy was getting out of control, he was. 
he was very much drunk, uh, throwing glasses and everything. I was like, I'm going to walk away. You're yeah. being a little too intense. <laughs> um, so I walked towards the door and they threw that pass. And before he, like, as soon as he ran, like, caught that pass and ran the end zone to win the game, I walked yep. straight out of that bar because <laughs> I knew that our fans were about to erupt. And I was just like, nope, gone. You were not wrong. So I, I yeah. Um, and I mean, I heard him, but uh, whew, I just remember the up and down because it was back and forth. I oh, mean, yeah. the whole, the entire second half of the national championship was. Um, when Georgia would score, half of the bar slash restaurant would stand up and jump and scream and <laughs> and like we'd all like, you know, we pushed each other. We so much bit. And then Alabama would score. They'd do the same yep. thing, and it was just like, yeah, it really was. It was crazy. It was great, but uh, I couldn't stay in there after that. I had to just yeah, and that was that was what thirteen um, to nothing but, at the half. I think so. That's, uh, I mean, yeah, we were up a good bit, uh, decent amount at halftime. And then, you know, I didn't play terrible in the second half, but, um, yeah, you know, just can't finish against Alabama. But all that to say, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I can imagine after that loss to LSU, which, I mean, who throws a shoe? Honestly, uh, I have a good authority. He was just celebrating. He was just caught up in the moment, and you know, boys are gonna be boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> According to his head ball coach. Yeah, uh, head ball coach. But uh, see what he did there. Who who saw nothing wrong with it? I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, not quite. He he will never be the original head ball coach. Yeah. He will never be a Spurrier, but. Uh, and I don't think Florida fans think you will be. Honestly, I mean, let's be real. That's a lot. Of, yeah. well, that's big shoes to fill. Yeah. But uh, he he's like he's like their saving, in a sense. I mean, he's not saving, but he to far, Florida. He's like he resurrected the program. Their best man. coach. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and destroyed Georgia in his tenure there. So uh, something previous coaches hadn't really done. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you, you blow that, you make a stupid mistake. I mean, a lot of people were – I think some people in the media thought people were, like, uh, saying negative things about him throwing the shoe. I, I don't think it was classless. I thought it was just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just a bone play. I mean, yeah, yeah you just got to be smarter than that, especially as a veteran player, but – you know, you do that, you lose the game from a kick from Kay York, who is a heck of a kicker. Yeah, I had him as my uh, fantasy kicker last year. And, man, I mean, I remember he would put up some points for me. But, you know, drop that, drop a hard one in the SEC championship, and then you come and play a team that, you know, won a Big 12 conference for the, what, sixth yeah. year in a row? Like, you know, everybody stops caring about the big call at some point when no one else yeah. wins it. <laughs> like, at least in the SEC, we have some some uh, variation of people winning it, teams winning it. But uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see like any of the first quarter except a play uh, 
one of the picks he threw, the pick six that Trash threw. Mm. So I hadn't really – I was watching Georgia basketball um, suck uh, something awful against Mississippi State. Yeah. I, but uh, the one thing that I don't like to say about games like this is a team didn't get up for it. And, and I'll be honest, some of that is because um, the, the Utah Sugar Bowl is still fresh uh, after the 2008 season. Um, Bama undefeated, gets knocked out by Tebow and uh, the Gators in 08. Uh, back in the BCS days, kids, that was before your time. Uh, <laughs> but, nice. you know, playing Utah and then just getting out to a 21 to nothing deficit, like right off the bat. And there were so many people who said, well, Bama didn't really want to be there. It wasn't the national championship. The bar was set high. Bama was one year removed from a halftime deficit in the Independence Bowl to what, Colorado or Colorado State, one of those teams. There, there's no reason in the world that they should not have been uh, up for that game. And uh, especially for Florida tonight, I mean, this is one of the rare instances where the Heisman hadn't been given out. So Trask is still playing for a chance to win the Heisman. He very well could have won yeah. it tonight uh, had he played better. Um, and, you know, even though it's not in the top four, it's a similar situation to the BCS. If you weren't in the top two, you still went to a prestigious bowl. You still had a great season. You still wanted to win on a high note. And uh, with, with this, it's not, you know, the layoff in between the last game and the bowl game. You can't blame it on that anymore. Like, it's just another game, you know, a couple weeks later or a, a week or two later, whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, can we stop? Can we stop with the nonsense that any bowl outside of the playoff just does not count at all? Like that—that—that's that's just ridiculous to me. I mean, I understand that everyone wants to make the playoff, um, and you know we've talked numerous times about the playoff being expanded or whatever. But I mean, the Cotton Bowl like used to not be that much in the sense of. Um, but, I mean, it's kind of like raising its prestige since it gets rotated in to the playoffs mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, and even the Peach Bowl as well. But, like, you know, no one wants to play in some of the bowls that uh, Calvin would call the Piggly Wiggly Bowl. Um, <laughs> you know, like, what is the – what was the one? It was something – it was like, really, we're calling this a bowl? Like, you know, we those kind of bowls. Duke, it's like, oh. Duke's Mayo game. Uh, yeah, Duke, game Duke's Mayo. Game. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the Mayo Bowl? Who wants to play in that? But, you know, so making a bowl just to make a bowl is not necessarily something to get excited about. But, you know, you're making the top ten. You're playing a ball game. Yeah. You're still happy. Like, you should be. Like, that's something to – you only have four teams that get in. I mean, like, granted, especially this year, like a 10-year SEC schedule, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. That's vigorous. I don't care if you're on the east or the west. That's tough. Yeah. We're not playing in the – we're not playing in the Clemson schedule, you know, where all they have yeah. to play is Notre Dame <laughs> for one year, and then Notre Dame will probably go back to an independent like a bunch of cowards. But it's tradition. This bowl is a good bowl. Like we need to stop. We need to stop that talk. But we've created a. I mean, just like 
it's almost in college football, it's national championship or bust. And I'm like, so you're either Alabama, you're not, or Clemson, or you're not, you know, like, or mm -hmm. some years Ohio State. So if you're not three or four teams, then you're you're just a bust every year then. Yeah. Unless you happen to, like, get one out of the blue. I'm – am I happy we lost to Florida? Heck no. But we played a good game in some ways against Alabama, not the game I wish we would have played. But it wasn't as bad as some people said it was uh, as far as the, mm -hmm. the loss, the margin of loss. Um, Florida, we had like half our starters missing and then continued to get more injured during the game. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what do you yeah. want us to do? <laughs> we hadn't found our quarterback <laughs> yet. So, well, I'm I'm going to – I'm going to be real careful in saying this, but next year, I'm I'm never I, I I'm not one of those people that are like oh our next year is our year, and I'm not saying that. But assuming that JT Daniels comes back and the offensive weapon, we've got so many people coming back next year. Plus, game we've got a whole lot more coming in, and you know probably going to land the number three recruiting class, which, I mean, shoot, that's mm -hmm. still an elite recruiting class. Oh, yeah. Um, and, unlike, and unlike Florida, we can keep the top talent in our state home. Uh, <laughs> so I see. I have, to, I have to take that shot because – I have to take that shot because uh, the Florida – I think it's their tight ends coach. When he came, he got hired. He came and said, we're locking down the state. We're keeping everybody home. And all the top talent, most of the top yep. talent is leaving the state. So, don't know why. Like, I don't, I'm not in the recruiting, you know, yeah. game myself, obviously. But they're not doing that. And especially in a time when the last couple of years, some of the top talent, in the, like, Florida has been in the top two states I think in the last couple of years in most talent uh highest rated players mm -hmm. um whereas previously Georgia was higher than them but I don't it's not this year uh not the last couple of years so I say that to say that um I mean I, I just I had to take that cheap shot <laughs> but um you know I, I think that Florida is losing Trask, Pitts, Tony, and I mean that's ninety plus ninety ninety five percent yeah. of their offense. Um, and then I mean who I don't know who else is leaving, but I mean that's a strong yeah that's a strong amount there. So then you add um, what Georgia's bringing back and bringing in. Georgia may have one of the strongest one of the strongest offenses in the mm -hmm. country next year. And so I, I I don't know. I have I have hopes at least for next year. And I'm looking forward to the Peach Bowl. I really am. Um and hoping that eventually the playoff gets extended to eight. Because I think it needs to happen.
So let's talk about that for, for a little bit that we've talked about before, or y'all have talked about before. I, I don't know that I've been part of the conversation about sure. expanding the playoff. I like eight, but I'm curious to know why you like eight. Well, okay. So I originally, I mean, or I've, I've played around with different numbers, like, six, eight, 10, 12, 16, mm-hmm. and had different thoughts on all of them. I think that the conversation keeps being said, you know, you have your like Ashton who says that we should just do 32 and I'm like, okay, that's very extreme, but I see where you're going with that. <laughs> um, let's not go that far. Oh, guy. But, but I love Ashton. He's great. Um, I miss him on the show. He was, he was great for the show, but uh, I think that's a little too much. Um, I can see an avenue for 16 if you scheduled it right, just because, you know, it it would it would be an interesting thought, but I do think it's probably a little bit too much, even for 16. Um, I would say the highest you should probably go is 12. Um, the reason I say eight, though, is because you get you get these like these teams that are just outside of the mm-hmm. top four, you know, in the conversation, as I like to say, and you kind of I, I, I hate the eye test like the eye test to me this yeah. year, amongst anything, proved that that's a complete joke. Um, when you can only play six games including your conference championship and that's enough eye test yeah that's a joke i mean let's be honest i'm not saying that ohio state is not a top four team i'm saying they haven't shown it you haven't been able to see it so but here's the thing i'm okay with saying that you could see that they're a top eight team based on six games i'm okay with that it well maybe top 10 at least but I think you can see enough from their team. Now, here's the thing. Justin Fields. People are going to say – they're going to come probably come back at me and say that I'm bitter that he left. I don't <laughs> care. He made a decision for himself. That's fine. I just – he's a heck mm-hmm. of an athlete. Like, one of the best athletes in the entire country. But the man can't read a defense. Like, you put pressure on him, he's going to – what do you do against Indiana? He threw three picks yep. and almost blew the game. Indiana almost came back and beat them. So, and he's still somewhat for, I mean, he was for most of the year on the Heisman list. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that in, in the beginning, mm-hmm. like, you know, assuming because, of his talent in previous seasons that he should be on the watch list. Right. But at the end of the year, why is he still there? He hasn't put up the stats. He's, you, I mean, it just – the defense he plays aren't that great. You know, all these things need to be considered. And that's why, for me, the Heisman – I really don't care that much about the Heisman. Give, give me – the team season over the singles, the single player awards that 
I mean, yeah, cool. Of course, it's good. It's a good award. I mean, just like anything else. But I don't really care that much about winning. I'd rather win games. You know. Yeah. I'd rather the the team result be better than than individual trophies or awards. So, all that to say that I think if you had eight teams in there at least, then you would eliminate some of this like, oh, well, I have this argument for this team and this team and, you know, this isn't fair. And obviously you're going to have that to some extent, no matter what you put it to, because people are going to gripe and complain. But some of the teams that are on the outside looking in that have arguably just as much um, argument to get in would not, you wouldn't have to have that argument. Now, what I hear a lot of people say is, well, there's only like 16, four to six teams every year that would even be, you know, the games would be boring, one versus eight. Okay, well, this year it would have been Alabama versus Cincinnati. I don't think that would have been that bad of a game. Alabama, I mean, I would easily pick Alabama to win that game, but I don't think it would have been a blowout. I think that's what everybody's assuming. Mm-hmm. Why don't we give these, I'm, I'm, you know, all these UCFs, these Coastal Carolinas, these guys, these teams are begging to get in. They're begging to prove themselves. Well, let them try. Why not? Well, if they go undefeated and win their conference, you know, they should be in the conversation of giving them a chance. And then if they get blown out, then, you know. Yeah, so. I, but you got to do I, something because. I, I think once you start getting into uh, teams just to give them a chance, I think this is when the argument for keeping four teams is at its strongest because. Okay, well, let, me, let me say one more thing. Yeah. I think if you go to eight, I'm not like most people. I don't like automatic bids because. Hmm. Okay. Just because. Okay. You like the so eye test. You, no, I don't. But what is an automatic bid to, like, you could have a Power Five, say you had a Pac 12 yep. champion. And they sucked, but you have a team that goes undefeated in a yeah. But you could you could have a an arg you can make an argument that a lot of years some of the group of five teams are better than the Pac-12 mm-hmm. champion. So are we just going to throw them in there just because they're a Power Five conference? Like I don't mm-hmm. you know what I mean? No, I think that that should play strongly into it. like the SEC and Big Ten champions are pretty much always going to be in there, but I don't think that should be automatic. Okay. That should play heavily, but not necessarily an automatic. I'll say it this way, and then I'll I'll let you touch on your point. I I am one of the very few that hates automatic bids in the NCAA basketball tournament. I have a very unique way of thinking in that, and that I think that all automatic bids should be thrown out the window and you should take the top 65 teams in the rankings. Now, however the rankings mm-hmm. fall, that's the way they fall. But the top 65 teams in the rankings, 
not 68. I don't screw the four playing games the way that they currently do it. One playing game like it used to be and just have the top 60 because you would have upsets, but imagine how many more times you'd have a 64, I mean, a, a 16 seed beat a one seed more than once in the entire in, you know, history of the tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you'd have more Cinderella stuff going on, but not many people think like me. I'm also a, yeah. like, I mean, I just love the game of basketball. That's what I grew up playing. So uh, that's what I've always played. And so I think, I think, but I think, I just think differently from a lot of people. So, but yeah, go ahead. I, I'm curious to hear your, so, so when you start your argument, talking about expanding. expanding it, um, the, the, one of the arguments against expansion, let me start with that, is that um, there's already enough of the blowouts. And so if you expand it, you're just going to have more folks come in and just get demolished. I mean, last year, what, uh, the Clemson-Ohio State game was the third playoff semifinal game to end uh, – to, to have a, a final score of single digits. All of the others were double digits, and some of them – blowouts like drastic blowouts you had uh, Alabama over uh, Michigan State and Clemson over Ohio State in back-to-back years shutting them out completely right so you had some some major blowouts and so the argument there is well if you allow um, additional teams to come in who aren't as good as these four well you're going to match up an eight on a one instead of a four uh you're just asking for it right that that type of thing um but but that said, I'm with you on the eight teams. Um, but I like the automatic bids. I mean, I'm not I'm not married to them. Uh, don't get me wrong. But um, with maybe with some exceptions, like this year, maybe maybe dissolve the requirement because it's just a strange year. But in sure. general, Power Five conferences win and you're in. Period. So well, if I you're, mean, you could. I'm saying if you're A&M and you're mad because you didn't get in, you had your shot, right? For, you know, just we'll, we'll start there. So if you, if you win your conference, you're in, in a normal year, the other three, I, I would like to see them as at larges with mm-hmm. kind of the uh, BCS exception uh, for the group of five teams. So if you, if you're a group of five team and you finish in the top 12 or whatever, you go ahead and get one of those slides. And now the committee is going to figure out the seeding. So the group of five team may be seen as a top four team. They may be seen as, you know, the number seven team. Let them figure out seeding. But um, sure. So give them a way to get in. So like this year, Cincinnati very uh, probably would have been the only one in that system, but potentially Coastal Carolina as well. Um, Actually, who am I kidding? No, it would have just been Cincinnati. Sorry, Coastal Carolina. Um, but um, that said, you've got two other at-larges that can go to a Texas A&M. Uh, there'd be no argument about Notre Dame getting in in that situation, right? And also, I'm of the mindset that if you're arguing over who's the eighth team in the country, you're probably not going to be number one anyway. So if you're arguing over that last spot, it for me it just brings it uh, uh, another level down. So you know BCS, yeah. If you're arguing over that two spot, I get that. Playoff era, 
the four spot, eh, we've seen a four seed win it a couple of times. Uh, once you get down to the eighth seed, I think at that point, that's probably the, the limit. And having three postseason games um, may result in, in um, a change in how conference conference championships are done, right? To either eliminate that or uh, maybe you'll see uh, conferences re- go back to a more uh, an eight or seven game conference schedule and have that. But you know, however the conferences want to figure that out. So if, if the Big Ten wants to change their rules to let Ohio State in, fine. The Big Ten has a seat at the table because it's been historically one of the best conferences. Their conference is one of the ones bringing most money to the, t- the most money to the table. So as far as I'm concerned, is, is it fair? Probably not. But at the same time, it, the, if, if we didn't have the Big Ten, if we didn't have the SEC, if we didn't have the Pac-12 or, or Big 12 and ACC, we don't have a, a playoff, right? We, we need the conferences with the big, big bucks. We need the schools with the big money. So, um, you know, unless we can get some kind of ridiculous 16 or 32 team set going, I don't, I, I, I see automatic bids as just part of it. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Um, it's just, to me, the biggest thing is, like, I just don't like automatic bits in basketball. Yeah. That's a whole other story, though. I mean, I won't get off on that. But um, – and it's for a different reason. I'm actually okay with it uh, for Power 5, depending on – to me, it all comes down to how they – how they um, determine the at-large bids. How are those determined? That's the biggest issue for me that Bring back you could – Computers. <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. But honestly, this year I was more happy with the simulated BCS standings than I was with the eye test because um, it had Florida at, at, down at 10. And I was like, that seems more realistic yeah. for losing three games, but in one to a team that's a three win team on the season. That, that you know, stuff just like it's not that Florida's not a good team, but. I mean, if we're going to presuppose everything and not, you know, you know, we're both Calvinists, so I can use that term. But <laughs> if, if we're gonna if we're gonna presuppose things and not actually make games mm-hmm. matter, like losing to a three-win team, then what's the point of playing that yeah. game? What's the point of playing the season if we're going to pre-pick the teams that we want in the playoffs? Now, I understand that money plays a big part in it, but if we're going with money and ratings how great of ratings does the NCAA tournament get with 68 teams? You know what I mean? If we're yeah. going that route. So here, here's – I'm not saying that we should go over eight, but just hear me out for a minute. The argument – now, Ashen has some fun, interesting reasons for 32. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. Imagine if we went to 16, the amount of – or even 32, the amount of – bowls that are considered um like no that no one cares about that are mm-hmm. that don't matter at all imagine how much those would matter and would get better ratings in the smaller bowls if you had an extended playoff system where those bowls were in it 
So from a money standpoint, it actually doesn't sound like a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. The problem is you could only logistically do it in a 16-team format at the very most. I'm not suggesting we go to that. I'm just making conversation here yeah. for, you know, argument sake. But um, because if you went to 32, there's just simply not enough time to play a 32-game schedule in football. You can't, you know, in basketball, they do it two rounds a week. Yeah. Um, you know, each each team plays two yeah. games, two rounds. You'd have the opening round played in like Florida, so you've got a t- uh, a game in Tampa, a yeah. game in Jacksonville, a game in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's very centralized. Um, you have, you know, it's all condensed into one area for one one side of your bracket, yeah. four sides, and then. Um, you you can just play more basketball games in a week than you can football games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just it's not plausible to do that with football. So, um, so that's where that breaks down as far as thirty two sixteen. You could do it if you scheduled it well, and I could see that bringing in a lot of revenue. And people say people wouldn't watch it, but you can't tell me they wouldn't. Oh, we would. that would be exciting to an extent. Hey, yeah. yeah. That you would have these games that no one watched, they would watch. Now they might be blowouts. I'm not saying they wouldn't be. I'm not saying they would be great games to watch, but more people would watch them, which brings in more money. So because the ratings go up. So that's the argument for it. I still say eight teams, 10 max. I think if you went to 10, I could see some level of excitement, but I think. The the parity of teams in football is much more than basketball because you don't – like in basketball, you have mid-majors that could upset teams all the time because they have they have talent that a lot of people don't realize they have, you know. Yeah. And so it's just a different – it's just a different dynamic altogether. Um, so, but, yeah, I definitely think that – I think the eight teams would be a good system. I think that we need to go to that. And I'm okay with automatic bids. I just think that there needs to be some some kind of system set to pick the at-large teams if you're going to do that. Um, I, I think that just simply a committee just saying we like these teams is not enough. There needs to be criteria. Just like there needs to yep. be defi- more defined rules in football, like targeting needs to be more defined. You need to define exactly what it means to target, not just, oh, he hit him, he led with the crown of his helmet, and he launched at him. That that means, okay, that's very vague. Well, I mean, so – out of the helmets right here. Lead them with it. Get your head down. I'm, I'm with you. I know. But yeah. Like, I, that, that's something what does defenseless mean? I mean, like. Yeah. I, I, I think that's – we're kind of getting off track a little bit, but I, I think targeting is one of those where I wouldn't mind seeing more of those uh, appealed and overturned by the conferences, especially for guys who were ejected in uh, the second half. To, to overturn the suspension for the first half of the next game, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know I don't, what that would do for the relationship with the refs, but, you know. Well, and I don't want to get too far off on that either, like go too far out of line, but I, 
two things need to have one you just need to define what the role is more specifically like what is targeting what is not two i don't think targeting should ever be an objection i think unless unless you um are clearly like if if the play is over and you just go run through a player and try to hurt them or if it's clear that you're just trying to hurt the player then you should be thrown out but you're taking i mean just give them a penalty. I don't even care if you give them a thirty-yard penalty. Just give them a penalty and let them play. Like yeah. you can, you can give them a thirty-yard penalty. Just make up a new rule and say it's a thirty-yard penalty. I don't care. But you're, I mean, it would be ridiculous. First thing but, you get, but you would. So many plays where okay, like Kyle Pitts when he got hit by, uh, I don't even remember who made the play at this point, but one of the Georgia players got thrown out because he got targeting, which, I mean, I hate it for him because he got a concussion. I know what that feels like. Never want to see players get hurt. Right. But the guy, Trask threw it so high that he had to go up, and then when he came down, his natural tendency, like his his body forced his head down. Mm-hmm. How else is a guy supposed to yeah. hit you? you? You And he would already launch for the tackle before – he can't, yeah. So there's literally nothing he could do about it. And so, like, that's one of those things where some people are like, oh, it's a dirty hit. I'm like, no, it's not. It, it was a hard hit, and it was an unfortunate hit. Yeah. And by rule, current rule, it is targeting. I was okay with it being called targeting. But it, I thought it was ridiculous that people were like, oh, that's so, you know, that was just a nasty hit, and I can't believe he did that. And I'm like, what else was he supposed yeah. to do here? Well, I mean, like you're gonna get that. You know, no so we, 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 if, if he doesn't get the, yeah, but that's you're I'm, gonna have the Florida uh, folks going off about uh, how ridiculous it is that they didn't call. Such well, a sure, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Based on the current rule, you had to call target. Yeah. But that's why it needs to be defined better. And then I don't think he should be ejected for that unless he goes over there and just if it's a clear case of him trying to hurt him. I don't care if it's targeting or not. He throws a punch yeah. at him, throw him out of the game. Like you're, you're. It's not part of the game at that point. It's just trying yeah. to hurt someone. So for the outward bids, if if the committee said outright, you know, you had to be or you had to finish in the top fifteen rankings and be within one game of a conference championship if you didn't win, something like that. That's clear to cut. be considered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, all. That's be, all I want. Yeah. Just some kind of. Other than, oh, it's our opinion, and this is what we want a committee. That's all there because that's all it is right now. Well, I mean, there's no, there's no actual. Yeah, that's all. That's all it's ever been though, because it's been based on the polls, and the polls are just uh, an aggregation of a bunch of sports writers for the AP, bunch of uh, coaches, or well, aides for for the coaches. Unless you're unless you're Dabo Swinney, by guy, you're <laughs> filling that filling that thing out. Putting Ohio State outside the top ten. Take that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was that was funny. I was like, he said, Yeah, I don't I think Ohio State's a a, a very good team, but somebody that only plays six games, I, I'm I can't rank them in the top ten. I was like eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> that may be a little extreme, but uh I just wouldn't have put them in the top four. Yeah. Um so I, I don't know. 
yeah so i think i think you gotta have some kind of criteria for sure yeah. some kind of basis for making well and that's that's something that seems to be consistent with all of the changes right in the bcs mm-hmm. era the whole deal was the computer rankings right you'd have the ap and the coaches or the harris poll later on um that would generally match up and then you'd have these outlier computer polls but they never released the formulas they were all proprietary mm. right so uh, they, they were kept secret so at the same it, by the same token instead of now a committee who are making the, the decisions based on you know reasons back then it was computers making decisions based on reasons and yeah. before that you could have uh you know, a bowl game featuring the number one team and the number six team and the number three teams playing the number two team. And the winner of that game winds up being the national title uh, title winner, you know, that kind of thing. So even before then, it was just a crapshoot. You know, yeah. it was a bowl alliance. I think that's what it was. Uh, kids, ask your parents about that. That's uh, <laughs> it goes back a while. But, you know, it's – and at, at a certain point – you know, I, I think you've got a really good case there. Just get some consistency, some transparency so that we can see what's going on. Uh, but that said, I doubt we'll ever see it because all the money's made in complaining, right? <laughs> if you lose your ability to complain, you know, half of uh, SI.com and uh, ESPN <laughs> traffic is gone, right? Yeah. The athletic no longer exists anymore. and. Uh, you know, uh, well, let's be honest. There will be some complaint no matter what happens, so it'll still be there. Oh, for sure, for sure. That that's just part of part of the game. But um, before we make some picks, uh, do you think it'll ever be expanded? Like realistically, I, I think so. I think we're probably five to ten years away. Um, I, I, if anything, I think the um, way everything worked out this season showed that expansion, um, as much as we may want it for for teams like Texas A and M or uh, you know Cincinnati or, or Coastal Carolina to, to get their shot, I think this year has shown that really no matter where you look it there's a general consensus it's Alabama it's Clemson and then it's everybody else so I think there's a a pretty wide understanding that even in a year as crazy as this um, even the BCS could have picked the right teams in the postseason so it's 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 not the best case you know, for, for, for those of us hoping for quicker change, we would have loved to see uh, no undefeated conference champions, you know, a, another four or five one-loss teams uh, in the mix, uh, and, and then, or maybe an uh, undefeated Cincinnati coming out, uh, you know, in, in the mix, just to throw a wrench into things and, you know, m- make the, uh, the, the committee pick uh, either a one-loss Ohio State team that only had you know six or six or seven wins, uh, as opposed to a, um, uh, a another one-loss conference champion uh, like 
Oklahoma. I think they had two losses this year, though. But, you know, that kind of yeah. thing, to have a bunch of uh, one-loss teams in the mix uh, and with shortened schedules have that abbreviated uh, resume where, where they had to make the hard decisions and they were more willing to say, you know what, let's open it up. But I, that didn't happen. Um, I don't see that happening. If it didn't happen this year, I certainly don't see it happening next year. So it's just going to be much like the playoff. It's going to be a, a result of some some backroom dealings, right? It's going to be the ACC commissioner and, and SEC commissioner and Big Ten commissioner kind of working some deals in the shadows and then coming out um, basically publicly like, like they did with uh, the playoff system. And once you have uh, the institutional powers involved, you've already got the public support. We just want more football. Let's be honest. We don't care, right? If there was a 32-team postseason, we would moan, groan, and complain, you know, that you know, a 6-2 and two Mississippi, or a 2-6 and six Mississippi State team is even <laughs> remotely considered, right? Yeah, it's that kind of thing. But we would yeah. not grown to complain, but we would watch every single game we could of that playoff, wouldn't we? Yeah. So I, I think that the public support is there no matter what happens as soon as the institutional, uh, institutional powers get involved, which they don't, they don't like to move quickly. And we, we haven't heard enough yeah. any time recently to, to expect that. So I, I'd put it at probably five, ten years. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that uh, assertion there. Um, <laughs> let's be honest that you you use Mississippi State as an example, but let's be honest that that was a jab at Tennessee. <laughs> I'm an Alabama fan. Everything is a jab at Tennessee. I know exactly. Oh, that dumpster! <laughs> oh man, they low down, man. They some snitches. They some snitches. <laughs> oh man! Except for Alabama and Georgia listening. fans come together. To the Tennessee fans listening, if we have any, nope. Um, yeah, probably not. But you know, we got to have our fun, man. Um, all right, well, let's get into it. Um, you got the picks that I sent you. Um, yeah, hang on, pull it up. Uh, might be easier you because you got it for me. Tried to. So um, I put the – like pointed to the favorite by their um, – how much their favorite yeah. by, and then I circled the over-under. Yeah. So uh, tried to make Circle, it clear. You're using that term loosely. Yeah, sorry. I, I wasn't really uh, attempting to be – I was yeah. trying to do it quickly. <laughs> I, I did notice, though, you did not include – speaking of, you, you did not include Mississippi State uh, in your picks. No. Did I not? Okay. I was trying to go – I was trying to go through and pick most of the games. Who uh, – what we got there? Tulsa tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, actually. What's it? What's that? Oh, yeah, because you're at 11, your time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, to me that's noon. But you're, you're, you're Eastern time. <laughs> Yeah, Tomorrow. I'm on a like standard time. Mm. I'm on a like like standard, standard time. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Let's see, but uh, who are they playing? I uh, forgot. Tulsa 
and Tulsa's the favorite. Uh, oh wow! Well, don't see the over under there. Are you on ESPN? I am. I don't know why. So you have to, you have to click on the game and scroll down to find right. the over under on ESPN. Okay. Do, do, do. Let's see where it's sitting. It's towards the bottom. I'm at the very bottom. Capacity. I don't know why they of the game. I don't know why they do it that way. They should just put it with the. Um... Oh, here it is. I mean, let me grab my third device. Oh wait, no. Tulsa's a point and a half favorite with an over under of forty five. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> six and two Tulsa and three and seven Mississippi State. I said two and six. Yeah. Sorry. I, I was one win and one loss off. <laughs> yeah. Matchup predictor has Tulsa favored by a good bit. Yeah, 45 is over. Yeah. I find it interesting. ESPN's got Tulsa is like the 60% matchup predictor. I know. Only a point and a half favorite. I know. I I don't – I'm always curious how they come up with that matchup predictor because it's never – like a lot of times it's way off from the actual line. Yeah. I don't know. I don't – But I think it's typically – the matchup predictor is usually figured way before the line come, is dropped. So that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um. They don't really update it much on the matchup predictor. Gotcha. So that's that's part of it. Um, Well, all right. I don't know who I want to pick on that. What do you think? (laughs) I mean, I I default uh, just about across the board um, with uh, any – any bowl game, I typically default the SEC team, especially if it's a coin toss. Um, you know, it, you'll recall I was one of the few who picked uh, Mississippi State to pull the upset week one. I mean, yeah, not I that it looked that. nearly as good now as it did then. But actually, uh, I think I think all of you did. There's four of us. I think that I'm the only one that picked LSU. Oh, really? Maybe I was just the I first. Think so. one. All right, that was a treat. I, I believe so. <laughs> but uh, well, all that to say, I think Mike Leach showed what he can do with time to prepare, and um, the uh, the the switch to uh, they the, uh, changed away from Costello midseason. Mm. Um, uh, I forget who they've got now. Uh, Rogers, I think, is uh, doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, he's not the best in the world but i mean i think he's a, a freshman or you know sophomore real young in the program uh, i think will rogers yeah there you go um now i i think any young quarterback under under mike leach is just going to get better and so with effectively a bye week before this game and i think uh they'll be high powered enough um not that the sec defenses were much this year but I still think the SEC defenses are better than anything Tulsa brings. So uh, the the scoreboard is going to get broken because both Tulsa and Mississippi State can score some points. 
So I'll take uh, Mississippi State to win outright and uh, give me the over on that one. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think Will Rogers, I think he's been a difference maker for them. Um, And because they hadn't won a game. They they lost, I don't know how many straight since uh, the LSU game. Yeah. Once teams started figuring out how to defend them and then um, won a couple. Um, I think both of, both of them were after they lost in Georgia, right? If I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. I think but so. anyway, yeah. since 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 Will Rogers, I think. So um I think I think they'll get it done. Uh, I'll pick them out right and I'll take the over as well. I think they're uh, Neither one of them is going to play defense. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest Both there. Teams may, might hit the over individually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and JB is taking – well, he didn't make that pick because I didn't send him that. So, <laughs> just kidding on that one. <laughs> it, JB doesn't have a pick for that one. He'll pick against us. But I was – Just because. Yeah, probably so. No, I have, yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know what I'll pick, but um, all right, let's uh, let's go to West Virginia versus Army. Army is replacing Tennessee, right? Yep, yep. Tennessee had to back who because they some snitches. Th- three win Tennessee that never should have gotten the bowl anyway, over nine and two yep. Army. Uh, <laughs> So, it, justice was served, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's so, let's see. Army in a bowl game, too. Cause it, yeah, it is. If Tennessee hadn't backed out, Army wouldn't have played. And Which that would have been ridiculous. a travesty. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think on that one? Uh, West Virginia is favored, but. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at that. I, mm, I'm still thinking of going to go in Army. Um, I, I think if Army doesn't went out right they, they'll beat the spread uh, at least so my money would be on army and what's the what's the over under i can't read your handwriting 91 i'm sorry i wrote 41 and a half 41 41 and a half yeah sorry i wrote it quickly Ooh. and the circle kind of messed it up i, I want to go the over but army is one of those triple option teams they can either score you know 30 points or they can score three uh, West Virginia plays in the Big 12, so I guess uh, I'll lean, I'll lean the over on that. Maybe a 24 to 20 final, something like that. That'll put it over. Yeah. Um, I'm again. I'm right there with you. I'll take Army outright. Um, I think normally I'm not big on the triple option, but Army has been quite good this year, and I think. Uh, I'm, I think they'll win a close one, and I'll take the over as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, this one should be don't forget quite about interesting. JB, he called that one. Oh, you're, yeah, he did. He said Army wins, but he's taking the under. He says not so fast, Scooter. <laughs> oh man, um, Ole Miss versus Indiana. This one it will be interesting, I think. Well, Indiana's yeah. favored. Yeah, Indiana doesn't really want to be there. <laughs> no, I'm not going to 
can use that excuse. What do yeah. you think? I don't know. I, I don't really know what to draw from India. They don't have their starting quarterback, do they? Mm-mm. Didn't they lose him? Yep. Yeah, I think I'm going to take all Miss on this one. I think if Indiana has their quarterback, they win this one. But I think mm. Ole Miss wins outright. Indiana proved me wrong. I think – what was it? They played one game without their quarterback, and I thought they were going to uh, lose, and they still won. I don't think they catch fire twice with a second-string quarterback. Um, they're not playing mm-hmm. Georgia, so, you know, Ooh. a second-string quarterback's not going <laughs> to – yeah, a little self-deprecation there. there. A little self-deprecation. Um, well played. <laughs> hey, people can't accuse me of being a homer. Um, I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> but I'll take Ole Miss outright. I'll take Ole Miss outright. And, I I mean, it's it's Ole Miss. So, for that reason alone, I'll take that over. <laughs> That's fair. Lane, Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Wayne Drain. Yeah. Uh, what, what, did, uh, what did JB say? I'm, I'm still thinking. All right, uh, JB took Indiana to cover, and he took the over. So I'm assuming he he just gave me. I think I think he took them to win yeah. and cover. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the cover this the eight points, yeah. So win and cover the eight points. Okay, and he took the over. Yeah, he did. Hmm. Golly. I'm I'm tempted to go under. I'm I'm tempted to say this is gonna be one of those uncharacteristically low scoring affairs. I I think I'm with you though. I I think I'm gonna go with the under, but uh I'm I'm gonna say Ole Miss pulls the upset. I hate it too, because I mean as much as I love the SEC, uh and I'm I'm not gonna say I want Lane to, to succeed. I'm just he coached for Tennessee, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, Indiana, a good underdog. I mean, they were one one game away from the Big Ten title game. Uh, they would have been a great story for this awful, awful season. So I'd like to see him win, and I just don't think it's going to happen. It'd be just like Lane Kiffin to mess up one of the best stories we have in college football. What a jerk. <laughs> wow. No, he's never been accused of that, but – being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, Indiana, full strength with their starting quarterback, I think they yeah. win this game. But I just – I think that little bit of difference is going to be enough for Ole Miss to squeak by with a with – a, um, as uh, as LC would say, close one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I can't do his voice, but uh, this one, I'm intrigued with this game. Auburn versus Northwestern. This one, this one intrigues me. Auburn has not had the best year, mm-hmm. and you know how I feel about Auburn. Northwestern has had maybe the best year I've ever seen yep. in my lifetime. Um. Had they not destroyed themselves, they might have beaten Ohio State. Like, it was going that way for a while. They pulled a Georgia, didn't they? Uh, uh, 
Fair enough. Fair enough. They they really did. Well, they they pulled a Georgia. See, that's only you can only use that in reference to Alabama because we don't yeah, use that true. otherwise. Like that's true. <laughs> generally, we finish games just yeah. not against Bama. But you have to contribute that to Saban. You really do. Um, as much as people hate him, I don't know why they do. He's a great coach who coaches a disciplined team. I think he's great. I do too. Um, I hate that he beats us, but other than that, I I, I have a lot of respect for Saban. Yeah. Um, but I, I just I think it's going to be an interesting game. Northwestern's favored by three and a half points. Like I'm going to go Northwestern. I think mm-hmm. they cover the three and a half. That's not very much, but I think that Auburn has had a lot of luck this year. They really should have two more losses and two less wins. Let's be honest. Yep. Um, they lost Arkansas. I'm going to stick by that. And whoever who was I don't remember who the other one was, but they got some lucky breaks. You know, they um, they got a couple of W's they shouldn't have gotten. Um, and all, Arkansas really deserved that one for sure, but. I just don't think Auburn's very strong in a year. They just lost their coach, just hired a new coach. No one knows, like, what do you do with that going into a bowl game, you know? I think Northwestern wins and covers. Now, I don't know what to say as far as the over-under. I really don't. I'm going to take the under. Okay. I think that Northwestern's def- I Northwestern has shown that they can have an offense, but they yep. didn't have much of an offense this year, yeah. throughout the year. Yeah. Ironically, they actually showed more offense against Ohio State than any of the rest of the year. Um, so I'm going to say Northwestern, they cover but barely, and I'll take the under. Um, JB says Northwestern win, wins and covers, and he takes the under. So not so fast with me on that. I don't, I don't have a good, good lead course right, right. either. But uh, <laughs> all right, I'm 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 gonna pull a lead course too. I'm gonna take you back in history, right? All right. 2009, all right. Auburn fires their head coach, uh, and and incidentally, he he had coached for round the same seven, eight years that and just, uh, and just for the kids, which coach was that they fired? Oh, this is the new Alabama Senator Tommy Tupperville. <laughs> <laughs> A little factoid there. But uh, no fi- well, fired Tupperville uh, after uh losing big to uh Bama and uh, they took an interim coach into the outback bowl against who? Northwestern and won in overtime by a West Byram field goal. So give me Auburn to pull the upset here uh, and repeat history. I'll even say they go into overtime, and as a result, they hit the over. Okay. I can respect that. I, I don't know that they catch fire twice with that, but I can I can see your logic there. I can live with that. Um. And you know it's boring if all three of us agree on every pick. So that's right. Makes it more exciting. Got to spice it up a little just, bit. Just, just uh, for argument's sake, though, I did win the pick them this year. Just saying. It's the only thing Georgia <laughs> not the, finished. 
<laughs> Ouch. Um, some people made excuses and said, I forgot to pick one week or two weeks. And I'm, well, okay, well, that's your fault. I still won. That's why I decided to um, not do the oh. ball pick them because, like, I'm going I'm to cool. end the year on a, on a high note. <laughs> In 2020, I'll win. That's the same reason I don't um, do the NCAA tournament pickums for money. I do them for oh, fun. Okay. You have like zero chance of oh, winning yeah. that because I actually pick logic. I pick logically, whereas other that. people pick. Yeah, but see, the basketball diehard in me can't do it otherwise, yeah. and so not just logically, but also on my gut, like where upsets are going to happen, all that. And so I break a lot of things down. I do a lot of things, but um, so I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I can't help but yeah. do it. But people that know nothing about basketball just pick randomly and do better mm-hmm. than I do a lot of times. And it's like, I hate you. Oh, but <laughs> actually on that day, note, but, um, I, I'll, I'll usually get a bracket where I, I advance all the one seeds, just one game. And then every other game, I literally flip a coin. Heads the higher seed team wins, tails the lower seed team. And it I never mean, fails. It never fails. That bracket after the first weekend is around 50% in the whatever group I'm in. It is hilarious. If we, did, if, if we actually have it this year, uh, I'll, I'll add that if I can. Get, get an extra bracket in there. I mean, I'll do a bracket challenge with anybody. The difference is I don't do like JB and every person I do, every like group I do one with, he picks a different bracket so that he has different chances of like, that's just cheating, man. You have to pick the same bracket. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, just too hard to keep. I mean, occasionally, up I'll with, do, man. Occasionally, I'll do um, like just for my ESPN one um, because I'm not actually doing it for any kind of bragging rights. I might pick a few games different than I would like with my family or friends just because like some games are toss up. So I'm like, I'll make this differently. Um, But anything like where I'm doing with friends, any kind of competition, any kind of thing like that. I mean, I'm going to use the same bracket because, you know, I'm going to stick by my picks. So I'm really, but. I don't know. I, I've I've ragged I've ragged JB a number of times on that one. I, I gotta have fun with him. <laughs> but let's uh, let's hit the next game um, before we get to the playoff games. Um, let's do Oregon and uh, Iowa State. No, no question. Give me Iowa State for the. Honestly, for the same reason I expected Florida to demolish Oklahoma. Iowa State is hungry. I, I think they want to, to show, show. It's sort of like the reverse no motivation. They have all the motivation in the world. I think Iowa State could uh, show themselves to be – this is going to be a weird comparison, but similar to Boise State. Right? Boise State didn't just jump in and become a BCS contender. They were good for a while. They had a couple of uh, good years where they finished strong. I think this is going to be an opportunity for Iowa State to step up and show they're going to be a regular player in the Big 12. So give me Iowa State. Uh, what's the line on that again? My phone locked up. 
50, 57 and a half. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say give me the under on that. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to get quite that high. I'm, I'm not. So as much as I love Mario Cristobal, I don't, I don't think he's going to do that with Oregon. I think we're, we're looking at probably like a 31, 21 type of game. Um, and so, so give me Iowa State to cover, and, uh, but we're going to go under. All right. Um, JB says Iowa State, and they cover the spread, and he takes the under. All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to give a big fat not so fast to both of you. Come on. I'm going to take Oregon outright. Oregon outright. Um, I think they're riding a hot streak after they got lucky out of uh, the blue because Washington caught a yeah. uh, apparently COVID cases and opted out, and they won a game they should have never been in. Um, I think they're riding – well, let me not use the term hot streak, but – That was a, a fun game to watch, so um, let's be honest. Let, let's say – let's say um, – you know, what do we say when when we go to camp in high school and we get emotional? We call it a spiritual high. They're on an emotional high right okay. now, um, which could be a downfall thing, but I think they're pumped. And I think Iowa State is – I don't want to say they're not getting up for this game. Um, but I don't know where I stand on where I feel about how good Iowa State is. Like, I got to have mixed feelings about it. Um. So I'm. I'm just gonna say I, uh, Oregon does it. Okay. I don't know. I'm just feeling it. Don't you know can why. be wrong, man. Um, but I agree. I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, Ashen. Um, <laughs> but I agree with both of you. I will take the under on this as well. I do not think it's a super high scoring game. So that that I will agree with y'all on. Um. All right. A and M versus North Carolina. This one. I'm interested in as well. Um, A&M is favored. And normally I would consider a clear favorite. But after what UNC just did to Miami, holy crap. (laughs) It destroyed Miami. Yep. That was bad. Um, Give me your thoughts. I I don't don't know. If if memory serves, Mac Brown had a pretty good – um, winning percentage against his in-state rival when he was at Texas. Um, now I know North Carolina is not Texas. Uh, this isn't, you know, he's not rolling up in there with a Vince Young or anybody like that. Um, but at the same time, I actually think that Texas A&M is going to go through something similar as what Florida is, at least from our perspective. Um, whether it's lack of motivation, whatever the case is, um, I, I don't think they had any. Uh, had they had anybody um, opt out? I think they were going to be pretty much full strength. A and M. I have not heard of any opt outs. Neither have I, and uh, that means they'll still have Kellen Mond, which means North Carolina's got a fighting shot. Um, Speaking of Kellen Mond, they say there's a chance he may come back for the fifth year COVID free year. So that would be be smart. That would be interesting. 
He'd be smart too, honestly. Uh, he's he's not considered one of the top five, maybe not even the top ten yeah. quarterbacks uh, in the country. Uh, so he's, he's I just don't know. I don't know if A&M wants him to come back, honestly. Yeah. But j- just for reference to your point, Florida's getting beat yeah. forty-eight to thirteen right now. That yeah. that's that's bad. Yeah, that's that's like not, I don't know what's going on. I have not really been paying much attention to this game, but and I know that. Um, that Pitts is a huge part of their offense, but wow. Yeah. Three picks from from a Heisman finalist and no SEC defense. No. <laughs> like, they're getting blown. Now, I realize it's hard to stop an offense like Oklahoma, but I don't know what's going on Trust. right now. They're getting obliterated. Trask does know that uh, he's got to throw it to the team in white, right? <laughs> nice. So we're clear. I love it. But um, uh, now, give me, give me UNC to pull the upset. I, I don't, I don't like okay. going against the SEC. Um, I don't particularly dislike A and M. Quite frankly, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Fisher, but um, I, I think he's building a strong program. I don't know. I just. It's one of those things. Got a feeling North Carolina pulls the upset. Uh, probably give the under because if, if you're going to go for the underdog, probably going to be some, some defensive uh, wins there and bring the, the over – or bring bring the total score down a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah JB says A&M, A&M wins and covers and he takes the over. So long across the board. Yeah. So, I'm going to pick A&M, and I will say that they cover only because of the seven-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah. I Actually, okay, here I, I, I take that back. I pick A&M to win, but they win by Ooh. seven, so they don't cover. Ooh. Oh, okay. I'm going I'm to take, take a shot in the dark here and say that they win, but they just miss covering by a point. Um, or whatever you know, they half a point off from from um from an even line yeah. there, and I I don't see it being a super high scoring game. I'm trying to. Did you say you take the over or under? I I took the under because I I pull I picked the upset, so I'm I'm thinking maybe like a twenty eight twenty four something like that. Yeah, I'm struggling with this one. I I think A and M pulls it out in a close one. Like I said, I think seven. They may even win by a field goal, but I think I'm going to say seven. I'm going to say they win by a touchdown. But I know if Mond is playing well and the running back is playing well, if I'm not mistaken, A and M's running back is one of the leading rushers in the yeah. SEC. They can score some points. I know UNC can score some points, but I'm going to go ahead and say that it's just under, just barely, because I think that A&M's defense puts a hold on UNC, and UNC stops A&M just enough, just barely, to keep it close and keep it under. So I'll take the under. Uh, I'm I'm with you there. Um, Oh, yeah games now right all right well oh no 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 no. one more pick yeah before that 
<laughs> Forgot the about Peach Bowl. UNC yeah. versus Cincy. Now, this one's this one's kind of <laughs> so Georgia's favored, but only by a touchdown, an even touchdown. Yep. Now some people. I think the hysteria has been that UGA is like, why would UGA get get up for this? But I don't really understand that. I think UGA is very much up for this. I think that Cincy is very much up for this. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah. I think that the even though UGA is favored, I think Cincinnati is actually the media darling here. Mm-hmm. Um, to borrow a term from Brandon Adams, the host of Dog Nation. Shout out to Brent, B.A. Um, but not that he'll ever hear this, but, but uh, I'll tweet at him later or, or uh, see him in Jacksonville next year. But, but um, uh, no, but I think that Cincinnati's got a lot of respect. And I think that some you either have your extremes. You have your SEC fans that think that, oh, they just went undefeated, but they play in a Jack right. conference. No one cares. And then you have, oh, they're legit. They may upset Georgia. So you have your extremes. I think it's a, you know, even Kirby Smart says he actually said that they have a lot of skill players similar to Alabama. Now, I don't know that. I don't know what to take from that. But the fact that Curry Smart would go that far mm-hmm. as to say that, you have to respect that team. You know, Curry Smart's one that learned from, you know, he he, he coached under Saban. He knows kind of like a lot of coaches, especially basketball coaches are known for this, for yep. playing up teams instead of downplaying teams to to make it so that you don't, so you play up to your competition instead of down, whether they're up or down, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Um, it's a strategic move. But I think that Kirby was sincere in his, what he said about that. Um, and Cincinnati does look like a good team. So I think it'll be a good team. I'm going to take Georgia to win. Um, I'll say they cover the seven points. but I'd, And I think it'll be close. But I'll take – I'll take the over on that. I think that Georgia will – I mean, that's only 50 and a half. So, I mean, you're looking at, you know, either a – if they win by 10, you know, 31 to 20, that covers the over. <laughs> uh, or if it's a 25 to, you know, 24 game – you know, or not 25 to 24, but 27 to 24 game, you know, yeah. that covers it. So. Uh, whatever, I think. I'll take the over on that as well. Okay. Uh, JB says Georgia wins, covers, and he takes the over. So so he, he – What do you think? He agreed with you. Well, that means I have to disagree. Okay. Because, I mean, l- looking at this, the first two things that come to my mind are Georgia-Texas, what, last year, the year before? Two years ago. Uh, and Georgia Hawaii back in the Rick days, and Ho- Hawaii the the Hawaii comparison jumped out a little bit more because you had uh, an undefeated uh, group of five team or out- outside team that was hot that was the media darling they had Colt Brennan uh, 
throwing yeah. the ball all over the place. Uh, Which I think he had got sacked a record number of times in a bowl game. Yeah. By Georgia. Yeah. I mean, just that was a obliteration. Buzzsaw. Uh, with Georgia. What was that? 07? I think it was. It was, yeah. it was 06, 07, one of those years. One, one of, yeah. Either one of those. But I mean, yeah, I mean, he just had placed faced a defense playing for Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and as much as I would like to see Cincinnati get an opportunity to play in a playoff with, with eight teams, um, I don't think the, the Conference USA has been that good, uh, honestly. Uh, or not, not Conference USA. They're not in Conference USA anymore. Uh, the American Conference. Um, mm. A little bit better than Conference USA. Shout out to the Blazers. Stinks they were not able to play in a bowl game, but oh well. Anywho, I, I, I don't want, want to pick Cincinnati to win. I, I really don't. But as I think you would agree that Georgia plays some games that, that they got no business playing as bad as they do. Um, they, they just come out of nowhere, whether it's for a half or, uh, you know, just a, a, a quarter here or there. It's just like they just forget that they're playing. And if you do that against the wrong team, like in Alabama, they'll make you pay for it. I don't think Cincy is in Alabama. So I'll take Georgia, but they won't cover. And, and Cincinnati will give them a run for their money. I'll, I'll take the over on it, though. I'm, I'm thinking maybe all right. maybe, maybe a, a – a, a 38-35 type win. I'll, I'll give Georgia the win. Okay. Please don't okay. don't make the SEC look bad. Don't give Cincinnati <sighs> a reason to claim the 2020 national championship. <laughs> Florida, please, Georgia. Oh man, oh, don't even <laughs> put that thought in my head. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I think on paper, I mean. George has got to be clearly the favorite on paper. Yeah. But I, I just – I mean, let's let's be honest. Full strength with all our players, no opt-outs. Um, and how we have an established quarterback who, you know, JT Daniels was not healthy. I wasn't even sure – if I I wasn't even on board with him being the starter at the beginning. Um mm-hmm. but you know, he wasn't healthy enough, so it wasn't wasn't really it didn't matter. Right. Um, you know, if we had had him I'm not saying we would have beat Alabama, but being at full strength, you know, who knows? I mean, like yeah. you get the team the talent that Georgia has is not questioned. It's just how well they played with it. You know, that was the difference. I think Georgia was, you know, I, I got one of my good buddies that was strongly disagreeing with this because before the season, season even started, way before the season even started, he said, if Florida loses to Georgia, then something just went terribly wrong. I'm like, you realize this is like, like what, five months before the season began? You're already saying yeah. this, like, that's a bold statement, especially this year. And I'm I just didn't even feel like arguing with him because on on paper Georgia was 
better than Florida. Yeah. Like they just were as far as the the totality of the team. Um Georgia's offense should have been really good, but they didn't play their potential. And, you know, when you don't have a quarterback that regardless of talent can lead your offense the way you need to. Yeah. That's the way it's gonna be. Um all that said, um I don't hate your assessment of the game. I think that could be the case. I don't really know what to expect, you know. Um, so we'll just see. But yeah, you know, let's move on to um, playoffs here. Yeah, let's start with Bama. Huh? So I just got something in my eye. <laughs> um, don't mind me. Uh, let's. Uh, Let's do uh, one four first. Do Bama Notre Dame. <laughs> Why are we even picking this game? To be honest, I mean, I I think Bama's going to clearly win it. I think Bama's going to cover. I I think I think so. I think Bama's going to cover. I I don't think that Notre Dame can play with Alabama. Bama's offense is way better. Bama's defense is at least on par, if not better. Um, Notre Dame does have a defense. Notre Dame has Ian Buck, who's decent, but you're not going to stop all of. You got Najee Harris, Devontae. I mean, keep naming them. You got tons of weapons on offense. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say. Well, there goes my iPad. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say that. I don't know. I think that Bama definitely wins. Do I want to say they cover? I don't know. You know what? I was going to, but I'm going to say Alabama wins by 17. And the over-under was 63 and a half. Is that right? Uh, 65 and a half. 65. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'll, I'll take – Give me the over. I'll take the over on that. Um, I don't remember what JB said. Um, Probably. I know he picked Alabama, but I don't remember. He probably picked Alabama. Oh no, he actually capitalized the B in Bama. Good for him. Did I get? Um, yeah. He picked Bama. Yeah, he did get one. He picked Bama to win to cover, and he took the under. Interesting. Okay. That's surprising given the fact that he despises yeah. Alabama. But there we have it. All right. What do you think? Oh, man, I'll, I'll be honest. I – am not um, as optimistic as uh, many folks. Uh, I think Bama's going to win. I'll just go ahead and say that outright. Bama wins. But um, Landon Dickerson, the uh, starting center, uh, injured uh, in the, the tail end of the Florida game, was a huge loss. And... Notre Dame's one of those teams with a sneaky good defense. They could they could make just enough plays. Um, now 
That said, I have every faith that uh, Najee Harris, uh, Mac Jones, and Devontae Smith are going to make it rain. However, uh, this could be uh, sort of a wake-up call for Mac Jones, who, for the most part, I, I think the Obama's offensive line has, if not allowed the least sacks in the, uh, so far, uh, at least per game, uh, they're close to it. Uh, he's had pretty clean pocket for the majority of the time, including – Florida, but you got sacked a couple times uh, against Florida. But I, I think Notre Dame taking advantage of some relative inexperience on, on the line can send some sneaky good blitzes and and get him uh, do some twists and things like that. Um, and we haven't seen him shaken, right? With with Jalen Hurts, he was in plenty of opportunities to be shaken, never got shaken. Tua, similar situation, but we saw the last time they played Clemson. What can happen if he's off his game? It gets thrown off his game and stays that way, right? Um, Matt Jones very well could have a similar situation. It could be like Jalen Hurts against Georgia uh, in the national championship game, Tua against Clemson. Uh, he, he could very well have a similar situation. So uh, I'm going to say Bama wins, but they don't cover, and they uh, and it's going to be the under. And I, if, if we win by 17 points, I'll be happy. I see it being closer to 10 with maybe a, a, a late touchdown just to get some padding, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what, that's what I said, like 17, so they fall just short of the 19 yeah. and a half. Um, you know, probably – I think they probably stay – you know, they get a lead – and probably maintain, uh, you know, a decent 14-point lead and then maybe get a field goal later in the game to, to cap off that 17 yeah. points and, and, and just fall short of covering. Um, but, all right, and then the other semifinal game, Ohio State and Clemson. Clemson is favored. I'm going to take Clemson. I think they cover the spread. Um, I'm going to say Clemson by 10. Um, but I will actually take the under on this. I think there's some defense in this game. Um, just some, I, I'm going to say the – I'm going to say the score stays around – low 30, like maybe a 31-27 game, uh-huh. something like that. Maybe a 34-31, maybe a which would still be just under, um, which then, I don't know, that would, that would not actually work because then my theory about them winning by 10 would be yeah. off. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, I'll still take the under. Um, Let's just put it this way. I'm not going to pick a, pick a margin of victory, but I think they cover, and I'll take the under. Um, and then JB said, let's see, Clemson wins, covers, and he takes the over. So, yeah. there we have it. What do you think? Well, fun fact, Ohio State has never beaten Clemson. And, in fact, 
has uh, lost twice in the playoff era. Last year, of course, one of the, the closest finishes. And if, from my understanding, Ohio State's defense is uh, better now than it has been. Um, rumors of the Big Ten loosening some of its COVID protocols uh, are going to free up uh, some, some folks on the defensive side. Uh, so, I, like you, I, I see there being a bit more defense in this game. Um, I hope Clemson wins. Oh, I want another chance at him before Lawrence leaves. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm going to say Clemson wins, but like you, I'm going to say um, overall it's it's under. But I'm going to say Clemson, like last year, isn't going to beat them by seven and a half points or more. It's it's going to be a close game. Uh, field goal, four point, something like that. Something close. Okay. All right, well. Real quickly, um, JB didn't get to make a pick on this because he decided to be lame and work <laughs> tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and assume that it's Bama versus Clemson because we both – that's the picks we made. Yep. Um, we don't – obviously, because that's not a reality yet, we don't have a line or over-under. But assuming that happens, give me your thoughts on the game. I just want to hear that. Um, whew, I, th- I think it'll be Mac Jones's biggest <laughs> test. Um, after watching what Clemson was able to do to Tua two years ago, um, it was a masterclass in defense. I mean, it, even as a Bama fan, watching Kirby Smart um, surgically dissect offenses in his time uh, in Tuscaloosa, having uh, having to be on the other side of a blowout was not fun. Um, but uh, it's a different team. You know, it's two years removed. Um, everything's a little bit different. And um, quite frankly, as much as some people may be tired of Alabama-Clemson, I think it's become one of the better um, interconference sort of unofficial rivalries, right? I mean, the, the winner of this game has won four national titles in, uh, in the playoff era. I mean, that's insane. Um, and, so, I mean, that's, that's just what it is. It's, it's, the playoff era is marked by Alabama and Clemson. Uh, so I expect a good game. Uh, I expect it to be a lot closer. I expect it to be more along the lines of, was it the 2015-2016 games where it was who has the ball last? Um, and, and that said, um, I, I think the um, – Defenses are going to be a little bit vulnerable. I think it's going to be kind of a boat race where both teams finish in the 40s. So whatever the over-under is, I'd say it's going to be over. Um, And whatever the point spread is, I'll say Bama wins by less than the points, but they don't cover. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I I completely agree. Um, I don't really have much to say on it because I agree with you. But, um, what? I mean, I think that's all I had. Um, you got any other, anything else? Well, you know, so since since Heisman hasn't been given out, it, it may be kind of cheating now that we've watched Trask throw his chances away. Um, do you think somebody? Uh, uh, who else was it? Uh, do you think Trevor Lawrence 
is going to get it as uh, sort of a, a coronation? If if Devontae Smith does not win the Heisman this year, it'll be the biggest travesty I've seen in a long time. There's no reason he doesn't get it. No, nothing against Mac Jones. He's yeah. had a great season. But Devontae Smith has had a stellar season. Look at the difference uh, between he and uh, – what's his name? Yeah. Freaking um, – Desmond Howard? Desmond Howard. The stats are, like, Back not even close. And he won yeah. And he won the Heisman. So I'm I'm tired of it only being a quarterback and running back thing. Like there's yeah. plenty of other positions that have a huge impact. Devontae Smith has exploded this year and he fully deserves the Heisman. I think he's gonna win it. Um there's no way Trask yeah. wins it after that game unless they had just already like pre decided before any of the ball games, which I don't think. Um, and I'm amongst the thought that they should wait until after the national championship happens to do it, but they never will. Um, I think all the names need to be played so that you see all, because what happens is how many times does the Heisman winner come out and then suck after he wins the Heisman? Mm -hmm. It's happened many, many times. And it's just too much. It's like it's the NCAA version. You know, if you of the chug before you win it. Yeah, it really is. I mean, if you come if you choke before you win it, well then you just choked. Like it whatever, who cares? But you know why why give an award before all before all the yeah. work is done? That doesn't make any sense. So I realize they're trying they they try to make it well, and the other thing is, like, if it was a regular season award, if it was just based on regular season, then give it at the end of the regular season, no post game. You can't do it in the middle of the postseason. That makes no sense. It's either all yeah. or not, or all, like season end or total end. So, yeah, I, I think I think Devontae Smith has got it locked up for sure. That's my my feeling. I think you're right. Um... But depending on how – because this is going to happen after the the first round of the playoffs, um, Lawrence it, – it, if Bama wins in a blowout and Lawrence leads Clemson on, you know, a game-winning drive right at the end, you know, something like that, that's going to be, you know, a last-minute Heisman moment, right? So um, – and also, quite frankly, Trevor Lawrence – has been one of those players that throughout his his tenure has has really transcended the sport. He has been phenomenal in, in every Absolutely. every game that he's been in. It's it's unreal what he's been able to accomplish. And if the Heisman Trust wants to give it to him as kind of a, a career achievement award, I, I don't like it because it's supposed to be this year. But I mean, I can't argue with it. You know, they can do what they well, want to do. Here's what I would say to that. Um, so I think he would be strongly in the conversation mm -hmm. had he not missed two games. I think that's the biggest difference yeah. out there. I would definitely put him right up. Trevor Lawrence is, I mean, he's definitely the number one pick. And I think it's hilarious that the Jets had a number one pick and because they won two games now lost it. Like, yeah. 
that's just funny to me. Because <laughs> after they won their first game, they got mad at Braden Mann for making a tack- game-saving tackle. The fans did. I'm just like, really? Yeah. You're mad because you won a game? <laughs> like, that's. I mean, I get it, but come that's on. That's that's just that. But it's hilarious to me. Um, but he's, I'm, he's the number one pick. I mean, he, yeah, tr- Trevor. It's not even a question. Has, has has played well enough. Yeah, he's going to be the number one pick, and a, he him missing those two games contrasted with Devontae Smith being so good, especially in the absence of Jalen Waddle. You know, if if you have Waddle on the other side, you could argue Waddle's taking coverages and, and Smith's taking advantage of it. Well, Smith is by far, you know, the top receiver, and he's still getting catches. He's still getting 90-yard bombs, right? Uh, has been all season. And uh, like you said, so I think his – um, it, his performance, in spite of not having that supporting uh, or, or that overshadowing presence uh, in, in Waddle, and the fact that Lawrence missed a few games, um, as good as Mac Jones has been, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they finished one and two. But I, I kind of agree with you. If if Smith doesn't win it, it, it would be one of the biggest travesties of the year. And it's. It's like Ohio State getting invited to the college football playoff only winning six games. It's it's just unreal. But uh but yeah, I just thought to point that out. And also you, you mentioned picking um before or after the postseason, you know, having it typically after conference championships. Now it's in between the, the semifinals and the and the championship. Do you see the, the Heisman voting getting pushed back even later, maybe even after the season? Like and after the postseason season completely do I this year or no in, in the future do you do you see that getting pushed back later and later I mean I hope it does but yeah. I realistically no I think it only did this year because of the year we had yeah um we didn't play a full year uh technically you know we played a 10-year game and I mean a 10-year a 10 game yeah. year rather than 12. Um, and so I think realistically, I think what that looks like is that this is just an odd year. So they did it later. Um, but I definitely think they should. I, I think that, you know, why would you now? the argument is going to be that you're playing more games. So you build up more stats. Yeah. But if you're going to do that, if you're if that's going to be your argument, then you have to do it before even conference championship start. Mm-hmm. When each team plays the same amount of games, because let's be honest, that argument's dumb in the first place. <laughs> because what what team that's not at least competing to be in the playoffs mm-hmm. is going to have someone that's vying for the Heisman. <laughs> like, you know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. So, there, that, there that are Heisman winners like going to be in the top four teams. Yeah. Sure, but, sure. Well, and what I think would happen if they did uh, pick it later is that the award would wind up becoming basically uh, an MVP 
of the national championship game because whoever yeah. whoever stood out the most and uh and and I'm I mean I'm okay with that too. I mean yeah. that that's fine with me. I don't really care. Like I said, to me the the Heisman is really not all that important. Um I'm probably in the like I said I'm in the minority on that. But it's just not something I'm like Ooh, we gotta have a Heisman yeah. winner on our team. I really couldn't care less. I mean, now granted, if I think one deserves it, I'm gonna argue for that player. But at the end of the day, I don't really care. As far as you're about whether we do, I just care about player of the year and the Thorpe and the Remington and all those other awards. They're nice, but yeah. you don't really care about them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Camarda got SEC special. Uh, whatever I don't know. He got, um, I think he made the All American first team for as a punter. You know, like mm-hmm. cool. That's cool, and congratulations to him. But like, I'm focused more on the fact that we didn't make the SEC championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the playoffs. So. And all the players. And now you, they on trade there in. They trade their individual awards for championship, so right, and so like, and now I'm focused on the Peach Bowl, and so it's just that I don't know. I I have never been, even in my own athletic career, I've never been one that cared much for individual awards because, you know. If you've seen the movie uh, Coach Carter, mm-hmm. you know, he says, I had, you know, this many points and this many assists or whatever. And he said, no, you had this many turnovers and this many uh, missed free throws. Yeah. You know, so it, it puts it in perspective of the sense that your personal stats may mean like, okay, you're going to the league and get drafted. But at the end of the day, if your team sucked, because you had those negative aspects, right. then what difference does it make? Yeah. So it's a team game. You're not playing an individual sport. You're not playing singles golf. and tennis. Like, yeah, or golf. Yeah, you're not you're not playing golf where it's all you. So if that's what you care about, that's what you care about. But as a fan, I think that there's nothing wrong with those awards and aspiring for your team to get them. But if that's what you're mainly after, I mean, that yeah. that's a low bar as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, and, that's just my um, two cents. Uh, JB, I don't know if you see the uh, comments on the side here. J- JB popped in. Can't can't join the call for whatever reason, but you can stay up this way. Having to work and all. Uh, but we'll we'll honor his request. He said Arkansas beat Auburn. At Auburn by twelve, say that. So we we said it. Let <laughs> glands and smoke it, Bruce Pearl. <laughs> oh, uh, any anytime Bruce Pearl is, is, it makes me happy. I can't stand that guy. I hate him when he was at Tennessee. But that's that's a whole other topic that I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail right no, now. No, it's not basketball time yet. No, no, we'll have plenty of time. And uh, those that have listened to our basketball podcast in the 
past. I have not uh, shied away from that topic. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you got anything else, man? No, nah, man. It's, yeah, it's been uh, long and fruitful as, as it is. And, uh, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I think we're sitting on uh, – we're 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 pushing a pretty long time at this point. <laughs> Just the yeah, two of us. So. So, it was fun. You know. <laughs> but you know, till next time. Remember, brothers, to let your light shine before men so they may see your good works and give glory to your father in heaven, and we'll see you in the tavern. <laughs>